is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kalen as always. It is Wednesday, July 7th, uh, and we've got good Michigan news. Good Michigan news, guys. Lots There's of it. not, I mean, I feel like usually it's like, all right, what depressing thing do we have to come on and talk, talk about here? <laughs> um, so, I mean, first of all, I don't even know what I was going to say there, to be honest. But Mario, Miles Mario, Pollard? are we talking about football first or basketball? Football. First? What do you guys want to talk about? Football or basketball first? Let's We've save got the best good for news. Last. I mean, the best good for last. Let's do football first. Sports. What did you say? I say go football. We'll save uh, the basketball right. for last because that's. I mean, that's huge news. It is huge news. So, all right, we'll talk football first. So we've gotten a couple commits in the last couple days. I mean, all right, so. Oh, here's what I was going to say. It's just like the, with the dead period going up until that July 1st, or was it June 1st or July 1st? June 1st. June 1st. I think June the recruiting period, dead period was up until June 1st. So yeah. all these guys have been able to take these uh, official visits and things like that throughout June. It's made this first part of July and all through June, absolute mayhem on the recruiting trail. And Very exciting. Yeah, and so it's been it's been kind of nuts. Um, I actually was talking to a couple uh, of football coaches over the weekend, big and shot. I don't know, big shot drink, <laughs> drink for me, right? About something, but they were like, they were dead just because they had had to go all over the place hosting, you know, ten guys every day almost. It was crazy, and so I, I think, but. From a fan's perspective, it's been pretty fun because <laughs> oh like, yeah, normally you wouldn't have these many this many guys committing in this you know short period. So it's been kind of kind of cool. Yeah, especially I mean during the off season too. Like there's no news right now other than recu- recruiting or guys choosing to come back or transfers coming in or anything like that. So I mean for it all to be packed in right now, I love it. Keeps the excitement kind of moving moving towards football season. Like not that I'm getting excited for football season. I'm, I'm staying on my cool road of calmness. Don't get but, your hopes uh, up. Yeah. Don't get your hopes up. But um, <laughs> you know, it's, at least it's something it keeps, it keeps you kind of with, with all the news that's going on. It keeps you in touch. So I, I like that. It does. It is kind of fun to see like, you know, I felt like last year was such a down kind of football year in general that now it feels like the momentum is picking back up to like we can get on the golf course and tailgate a little bit and i'm like really i'm looking forward to that so much i'm just getting i'm looking forward to like just the normalcy of a football season even you know i mean it would be really cool if we're looking forward to like competing for a big 10 championship (laughs) but you know, I mean, I'm just excited for like all the things that come with football season just because it's I, I mean, I, I don't know. I've seen Big Cat tweet about it a few times, too. And like some people have just put out other people out there just put out like videos of 2019 college football and the atmosphere <laughs> at a stadium, oh, yeah. things like that. And I'm just like, 
it gives me chills to to watch one of those one of those videos where it's like the full crowd, the roar of a stadium as somebody's going, you know, going into the end zone, all that stuff. Like I'm just so ready for that, even even if it's not, you know, even if Michigan isn't at its height or what we where we want it to be. Yeah, there's still be exciting moments like that for sure. All right. Great. Great response. Thank you. Thank You're welcome. I, I, I bring the heat here. All right. Uh, Kalen's laptop died. Awesome. Let me try from my phone, he says. Um, anyway, two recruits, right? Are we waiting for Kalen? Did we say fuck Kalen? All right. We'll just keep going. Um, <laughs> Sorry, keep Kalen, this in you. Cut that. Don't cut it out. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. All right, perfect. Uh so all right, so Mario Eugenio, uh I believe a three star edge rusher, right? The end? I don't uh, know. I thought I thought he was a four star and then Miles Pollard was a three star. Um Miles Pollard, some, I think, I've seen three and four. I've seen three I saw, and four. I think it was like two four seven, he's a four star or something, and he's a three star and rivals or something like that. It might be but vice you know versa what? there. You know what I'm gonna try not to do because we've seen so much negativity about it, you know. Who gives a shit? Yeah, who gives a shit? Like who fucking cares about the stars? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do my best to try and not relate to that. But just for the sake of this episode, I think it was vice versa. Either they're both four stars somewhere, one's a three star, one's a four star. Yeah. But I know Will Johnson was pretty hyped about getting uh Miles Pollard. He was working pretty hard to get him. And Mario, I'm, I'm going to go off of your pronunciation for his last name, Eugenio, said go. he was bringing some dogs with him. So Miles yeah. was supposed to be one of those guys. And then I think there's another guy, uh, I want to say a lineman, D lineman, that he was working on too. But My guy, my guy Dion Walker. Yes. Yes, he, uh, boy. Did you see? He was watching your videos, dude. On my, watching my YouTube videos talking about him. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, right, sorry but, about that. You're good, man. You're good. Uh, yeah, so he commented because somebody said, like, oh, you know, I, I don't actually think Deion Walker's going to Michigan. Deion Walker responded to him and was like, what makes you think that? Yeah. <laughs> so so this is me. You can sudden, hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. And be, you know, it shows you who I am. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, he, uh, I saw a crystal ball come in for Deion Walker to Michigan. So. He's a three-star D lineman or an interior D lineman too, but he's six six three forty. So you know what? I just I, I'm sorry. Even if a guy's not highly rated there, you should be able to do something with somebody six six three forty, right? Big body, dude. I, that's what I'm saying, man. I want to see Mozzie. We haven't seen enough about of Mozzie Smith. I want to yeah. see that big body in there. I know he's lost yeah. some weight since he's come in, but I want to see. I want to see him on the line, man. I'm right. excited for him and uh, Chris Hinton. When they first there, because they were in the same recruiting class. Uh oh, Jack's excited. Watch out. Uh oh, uh oh. I'm excited for players. No, no, that's okay. I'm excited for players. I'm not. I don't give a shit about anything else. Okay, that's all I'm excited for. I stated that on podcast before, so don't don't say that I'm excited for the season. I'm excited for players. See what they can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can sense it as we get closer. We're gonna get deep into July. I'm not gonna lie. I got a little bit of excitement there. A little bit of excitement there. We're going to be mid-August. He's going to be talking about, oh, maybe we can beat Ohio State. Maybe we can. <laughs> I think we're going to go 10-2. and two. I think we're going to go 10-2. and two. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right, so I did have a question for you guys, though. Okay, so there's there have been those people that, out there that are like, you know, Michigan's three-star you now. Like, all, the, all they're getting is three stars. It's no longer four stars and five stars. It's now three stars and four stars, which – is true to an extent like they have been, I wouldn't say they've been getting 
the the same types of recruits that they may have gotten early on in Harbaugh's tenure, which is to be expected, right? You know, so I think that's kind of normal. Um, but also, I'll say this: they're top ten right now. They're they're tenth ranked in 2022. So people were shitting on this class a little bit ago. Now, you know, all of a sudden they're top 10 and they're doing okay. But either way, my question to you guys is like, could, is there something to the fact that like, when you don't get these five-star guys, maybe you're getting some lower rated guys that fit your mold better than rather than just getting the top athletes out there. Yeah. I'm sure if we got the top athletes out there, it'd be great, but is there something to like going the D'Antonio route where you get guys that are bought in completely or maybe fit your team a little bit better than some other guys would? Kaelin, since you dropped out, you go. I, I talked too much when you were off. Oh, okay. Well, I think, you know, this comes back to the, the coaching argument. Like, it's cool to get like three or four star guys only if you can coach them up and come up with a game plan to beat the teams that get more five stars. Right. And we haven't proven that we can actually do that. So like if, if they can somehow miraculously like put it all together and like, you know, beat Wisconsin, Michigan state, Penn state and compete with Ohio state with lesser talent, then I'd be like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, that that's fine. But the fact that like, we can't even seem to put it together and be like even like moderately competitive with Ohio state says that like, we absolutely need to have like a top two class to even compete. Well, I mean, the other part of it too, is that I, and I don't know, we've gone down this road time and time again, I think. And a lot of people have talked about it, but like Ohio state's recruiting class is insane. It's insane. I mean, I think it's better than anyone that Alabama's put together or Clemson. I mean, they are getting five-star after five-star, and the four-stars that they get are, like, teetering on five-star. And the thing that I was talking to the guy I do do it with YouTube, do a YouTube show with, he's like, there are 35 five-stars out there in every class. And right now, Ohio State has five of the top ten guys in the country. (laughs) That's stupid. That's out recruiting Clemson. That's out recruiting Alabama. That's out recruiting anybody. And so I don't know. I I mean, people can shit on Jim Harbaugh. They can shit on Michigan for not being able to compete because, but I I don't know what you want to do there. Like they're just, I don't know how you beat that. But that's, that's, so what was your question again? Say your question again, because I had something. Um, My question is like, is there something to maybe putting some pieces together that are lower rated on the star level that maybe fit your team or your mold better rather than just pulling in the top recruit and top athlete you got? Um, yes. I'll say yes. I think there is. So the, the, the only reason we're having this conversation is because Michigan is getting solid recruits. They're always top, what, two, three in the big 10 conference. I saw, I, I think it was Darren Bennett. I don't know if you guys follow him. On yeah. Twitter, but he said something. He's like, uh, Michigan's always got the top, you know, top two, three class in the uh, Big Ten recruiting every year, but they haven't finished higher than third in the Big Ten East, right? Like, what the problem is? I mean, it's clearly the only reason we're having this conversation is because Harbaugh hasn't won. Well, I'm not gonna say that. He had, he's had some good years. Last year was like a shit show. 
But the reason we're having this conversation is because Michigan's not winning. You know, if they, and the thing with like Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, right? They've got five star coaching and five star talent, and that's just like hard to beat. And if you've got, if you don't have five star coaching, you know, you're you're not going to be able to compete. I mean, if you unless you have five star talent, right? Like it's, I think ultimately it comes down to coaching. Like you see what Matt Campbell's done at Iowa State, right? And we were we were hoping that he was going to come to Michigan. Um, you know, you see all these, there's always a small school every year that's kind of like a group of five that's in the running, like, hey, should they be invited to the playoffs? Should they yada, 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 whatever. They're playing, you know, not as high caliber opponents, but they're showing enough on the field to even be in the conversation. Like there's, there is something to say about, you know, being able to get high rated recruits, but there's a lot more to say about what good coaching and a good um, culture can bring. I also think it's interesting to note, too, that I, I think it was a defensive lineman, five-star from, like, Georgia, I think it was. They asked him, you know, based on the schools that you visited, like, what can you tell us about where you're planning on going, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I can tell you one thing, that I visited Ohio State, and it was by far the best visit I've ever had. And I just hear stuff like that from so many people and so many players that I'm just like, what the hell are they doing that nobody else is doing apparently? Well, and then I'm also wondering like, okay, the, we Michigan has gotten guys that have gone on Ohio state visits, right? They've got guys on campus right now on the team that have, that visited Ohio state. Why aren't we asking them, Hey, what did Ohio state do? And then we just copy that shit and do it, <laughs> try to do it better. And exactly. Like, I don't know. I, I think there's there's that. I, I also think, too, like, I don't know. I see the guys that have panned out for Michigan football in the past. There have been some five stars and high four stars that have panned out for sure. But I feel like the guys that have panned out are three stars. Hassan Haskins has panned out pretty well, and he's a three star. I, I mean, I feel like you can, you know, uh, freaking why Chris can't Evans. I run? Ronnie Bell, Ronnie Bell, I believe yeah. was a two star. I, I, I mean, so the guys that like, and, and I'd take, I'd take 11 Ronnie Bells on, on the offense, to be honest, because he's Fuck a guy yeah. that has fight is a leader. Like he seems to care a lot about like everything. So, you know, I don't know. I just take a Ronnie, I'd take a two star Ronnie Bell over a, a five star Tariq black is all I'm saying. And so I know that's easy to say in hindsight, yeah. You know, if yeah, I if sure. I was if both those guys were in high school right now, I'd be like, oh my god, we got two star Ronnie Bell, we suck. You know, rather than if I got if we got five star Tariq Black, I'd be like, holy shit, this is incredible. You know, yeah. but I I don't know. It just seems to me like looking back on it that these lower level guys are the ones that actually end up panning out more often than the high level guys. For me. I think even like Chase Winovich was a three star, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, I feel like you could go down the list. Like, even a Jordan Glasgow, who I'm not going to say is, like, he wasn't all Big Ten or anything like that, but, like, he played way above what he should have been, you know? And so, I I'd, I don't know. There's something to say there. D'Antonio did it for a goddamn decade, you know? And I think right. Matt Campbell's doing it right now. He's doing essentially the same exact thing. Uh, You know, he hasn't won the Big 12 yet, but... He's about to, you know, come back with a huge class. They're about to have probably a really big year too. So, I don't know. It's all very interesting. I, I just, there's a lot to talk about there. I think the recruiting thing is 
totally blown over a lot by a lot of people and people put invest way too much into it. But at the same time, people, I mean, we watch, we're watching Ohio state kill it. And guess what? I I'm betting that they're probably going to be pretty dang good with those five stars that they're getting to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we said before, five-star coaching, five-star talent. They're fucking undefeated basically every year. I mean, they're always going to be be contenders unless something drastic changes somewhere somehow. I mean, I, I don't see I don't see how anything will change with you know Ohio State going downhill anytime soon. As long as Ryan Day sticks around, I mean he's still and young. Brian and, Hartline, fuck Brian and, Hartline, fucking Brian Hartline, killing us as a player and a coach. Yeah. But uh, I mean Nick Saban, right? Like he's getting kind of old. Maybe he's going to retire soon. You know, maybe Alabama will kind of fall off after that. We need Dabo. Dabo said he was going to quit once players start getting paid. So, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe, Dabo maybe, too. maybe he's gone. Um, <laughs> but, dude, I was State, hoping they're going to be a powerhouse forever now. I was hoping I could like Dabo because he's the only person that's really beaten Ohio State over the past five years. But fuck Dabo, too. He's such a, a loose. God, he's a he's a little squirrel. He's I wish he would. Do. Like, well, stick to other... your words, dude. The other thing to realize, too, is that Ohio State is not just crushing Michigan in recruiting. They're crushing totally everybody. Right. I think I was looking at the 24-7, like, overall recruiting rankings, and I think Alabama was, like, 15. Like, I don't know why, but. Rutgers is, like, pretty pretty high up there, too. It'll, they'll slow down. They'll plateau. But, yeah, I agree. I think, like. Clemson I, was somewhere in the 20s. Yeah, it's really early. I'll say that. Like That's, I mean, that's what I was going to say when. When we mentioned with Michigan being so high up, it's like, OK, we're landing all these recruits. That's why, you know, we're high up. But like right. a lot of the four star, five star guys, they typically they typically hold wait. out a little bit later. Right. Yeah. You know, see yeah. what they can get out of everybody. And that's when the Clemson's and Bama's and I mean, Ohio State's already at the top. They're going to stay there. But, you know, where these other schools will, will go back up to where they should be. Right. Yeah. I have, Go ahead, Kalen. No, I wasn't going to say anything. All right. Uh, I was just I have one more thing to ask you guys on football before we move on to basketball. But all right. I was thinking about this today because this these are just the thoughts that pop into my head on a, you know, early July Wednesday. <laughs> OK, there's so much pressure on Michigan to beat Ohio State. Right. Mm-hmm. And you feel like even though, you know, we haven't beat them in forever and there's so much pressure on on Michigan to beat Ohio State. You would think that with the levels that Michigan and Michigan State are on, obviously Michigan su- supposed to be much higher, you know, on a much higher tier than Michigan State right now. You would think that the pressure would be on Michigan State to win that game a lot. But it feels like Michigan still the pressure is still on Michigan. So yeah. Michigan with their two rivals, one seven tiers above them and one what should be seven tiers below them the pressure is still on michigan to win isn't oh, yeah. that kind of a crazy like phenomenon it's it is dude and that's the whole culture thing right like and especially when like i mean like we talked about before right you and that's another thing that i think plays into why 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 we kind of say you know it seems like the three stars are doing better it's because we don't expect them to do as well right like Michigan State's like, you don't, you don't expect, you know, you expect Michigan to win that game, right? You don't expect Michigan State to win that game. So when they do, it seems like they're a lot better than they are. Does that kind of make sense as far as like with the recruiting too? Definitely. Like, Definitely. so I think 
that's why, like, now, obviously, we lost, you know, Michigan lost to Michigan State last year. Like, I was like, fuck, we're not supposed to lose that game. Now the pressure is really on. It's like, all right, we're kind of at a level playing field going to Mel Tucker year two. You know, you just got beat by fucking Rocky Lombardi. And, you know, anything can kind of happen, right? Like, there's there's no gimme in that game. But, what, but why why can't that be the same for Michigan in the Ohio State game where it's like there's no gimme, you know, we could come out and win this game every year. But instead, it's not that way. It's like it, it, it's it's just not. I don't know. Coaching and culture is the only thing I can think of. Isn't that kind of funny that, like, in the NFL, they say, like, any given Sunday, any team yeah. can beat any other team. We get this big, high-profile NFL coach, and he turns college football into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, know, man. That, I, I mean, and, and was definitely a guy in the NFL who took teams that weren't supposed to be good to Super Bowls and NFC champion, championships, like, year after year after year. And he takes guys like Andrew Luck and Colin Kaepernick, who were not big, high-profile people, to all of a sudden into makes them into something. You know, that was like his whole thing before he gets to Michigan. Now it's like you do the least with the most. And so I don't know. I was just I was just thinking about that like phenomenon that somehow there's pressure on Michigan to win all these games and not, but the pressure's not on other teams. To beat Michigan, you know, it's that's kind of weird. That's amazing. I'm so glad you realized that. New shirt coming soon. Pressure's on us. It's what it feels like. It feels yeah, like it our back is the always the one back to get up against the wall, and everyone else has like the you know they're on the upper. They got upper. What do you call it? They're like on the upper hand. Yeah, like they're they're the they're on the upside of the hill. You know, we're downhill looking up. Oh yeah, and. We're like the we're like the guy that is the sons and four guy, you know. Yeah. He, he, he's beating the shit out of somebody like upwards. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I feel like we're we're the guy that's up upwards, but we're still getting the shit beat out of us sometimes. Well, it's just Michigan. I think Michigan is such a passionate fan base. Obviously, we know that because we're part of it. And like, but good times, you know, good times are really good. Bad times are really bad. Like there's no, it's not like, oh, <laughs> so like, football sucks right now. Like they're not doing too hot. Like whatever. It's like, fuck my whole, my whole life is ruined. Like they, you know, they it's, can't it's, just it's like, not that deep, but we make it that deep. Like it's, it's, it's awful. Whereas I think like Michigan state fans, for example, or, or, you know, fill in the blank Northwestern fans or right. whatever. Like if their team's not that good that year, they're just going to like, wait it out for a couple months and then basketball mm-hmm. season rolls around or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, where Michigan fans, it's like, Oh my God, the world is ending for sure. Yeah. And that's what makes the rivalry with Ohio state so good. Right. Because yep. they are exactly the same way. Totally. So like if there's one person who you just want to drink their tears, it's, you know, yeah. And they've just been that thirst has been and the Michigan for state. Them. I, I will say the Michigan state rivalry too, for me with my friends. And I know you guys have friends too, that are Michigan state fans. It's like, I mean, people, I joke about it, but it's not joking one bit that the game, the day of the Michigan, Michigan State game is by far the most important day of the year for me. 100%. I'll say that you can call me obsessed. You can call me whatever. That's the point of rivalries is to be obsessed with your rival. That's the point. 100% the biggest day of the year for me. I know there are people that are in Toledo or, you know, around here that Ohio State game is 100% the biggest day of the year for them, too. And it's, you know. It's, it maybe has been lesser. You're like dreading that day, you know, uh, nowadays, but 
still, I think that's the fun of it. Um, and so, all right, I'll transition here. Talking about passionate fan bases. I don't know if you guys saw Hunter Dickinson on with, uh, <laughs> with what's his name? Jeff Goodman, who see, he's like, Jeff Goodman was like, yeah, so I'm going to have to put you guys a little bit higher uh, on my uh, <laughs> list because last year you, I, I put you guys at 37th and your fan base like shit on me. And, and Hunter Dickinson's like, yeah, Michigan Twitter's active. That's for sure. I thought that was a super funny line from him. I um, love it. So, I, I mean, the, the players know, the media knows that Michigan, Michigan's fan base is, uh, is definitely passionate. And so with that, though, I mean, just absolutely gigantic news for Michigan basketball. Hunter Dickinson, the big guy, is back. And one last ride, he says. So we'll we'll get to enjoy him for one more year. So two years out of Hunter Dickinson, and what that means is this roster is stacked, loaded. <clears throat> they are loaded, God. dude. So in a year that everyone was like, "Wow, Michigan is losing Franz Wagner, Isaiah Livers, you know Austin Davis, uh, Mike Smith, Shondi Brown." Uh, you know, we thought it was going to be Eli Brooks, but now he comes back all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, this roster that was a month ago depleted now is like unbelievable. Yeah. Right? And, and you add Devonte Jones into that mix who mm-hmm. Devonte Jones was pretty damn close to going to the NBA. Like he's yeah. not even, I think he's a next level Mike Smith. He's a level up from Mike Smith where like, he's a legit NBA prospect that we're getting. And so I mean, you put a guy that can score at the point guard position and then pair him up with Hunter Dickinson down low and they're running the pick and roll and then Hunter shoot, hits some threes now, which apparently he's going to be trying to do. Watch out. I mean, yeah, that's with I mean, we've seen Eli Brooks too get better and better every year with him returning. You've got a bona fide shooting guard. You've got Devontae Jones, the bona fide point guard that can score. You've got um, Brandon Johns, who's improved year after year. If he can be more um, more of a force in the post, and he can still shoot a little bit too. Hunter Dickinson, obviously, coming back. If he actually does shoot the three and he's a threat from there, I mean, that's just – if he can do that, it, even if he does one or the other, if he can do that or if he has, like, a reliable right hand where he can where he can score with his right around the basket, plus Musa Diabate, Caleb Houston, fucking – you know, whoever else you want to name. I mean, I'm excited for basketball season. I'm getting my hopes up for basketball season. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about that. Basketball season has my heart. So, um, I, I'm fucking pumped, man. I am so pumped. I mean, the rotation is insane, right? It's something like nine deep that you can just fuck. You can just, you know, put them in, put them in. It's, it's insane. Like I, I think, yeah, I want to see, I'm really curious to see how Juwan kind of like handles trying to get Hunter some more like outside shots and how he developed in that like way. Honestly, I wouldn't expect him to even try to get him outside shots. I just think that if Hunter randomly finds himself open at the three point line and has the ability to shoot it, that's just a, just more space that the defenders have to cover opens up more, Mm. more lanes and shit for other players. Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing for Hunter is, if he early in the year hits a few of those threes, that changes how everybody has to defend him. Right. And not only him, changes how they have to defend in Michigan. Think about mm. that. So you've got Devontae Jones who can, you know, hit threes. 
you have Eli Brooks, who can hit threes. You have Caleb Houston, who can hit threes. You have yeah. Brandon Johns, who can hit corner threes. And you have Hunter Dickinson, who can hit threes. How do you defend that? I, I don't Suddenly, know. yeah. It feels like beeline. It does <laughs> right. feel like beeline, yeah. honestly. Yeah, 100%. Um, but even, like, even honestly, like junior year Teske, if, if Hunter Dickinson can shoot it like junior year Teske, where he goes over. 30%, you know, nothing crazy, you hit three out of 10, and then all of a sudden they got to guard you on the perimeter and try to guard you on the post, there aren't many, you know, guys that can guard – a seven foot two guy in both those places, you know, how many, who's going to play against him in, in the big 10. I don't know. And he's looking yeah. lean too. You guys see that real good. He's, he's a little cut up. Bonk. Yeah, pause, Bonk me. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he looks like he, he you know, kind of leaned up a little bit. So I don't know. What does that do for him in the post and like his game? I'm not sure. I guess we'll find out. That is true. Does he does he need some more meat on him, or or is he stronger? Oh God! I I I don't know. We'll we'll see how he plays at that level, though. It'll be interesting. Apparently, uh, he may not have to go against Kofi Cockburn anymore. He's in the transfer portal, which is wild. I, that's still I so crazy. Think. Illinois, second place, Illinois fell apart. Dude. Shambles. The program's in shambles. You hate to see it. Couldn't have ever since, couldn't have happened to a better person. Ever since Juice Williams left in football back in 2008 <laughs> or whatever, that whole what university has been in shambles. What a name drop. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, fuck. Um, what else we got? I, I, well, I mean, I, I kind of want to, like, uh, let me ask you guys. Who – all right, let's take Hunter out of the picture. Who else are you most excited for in, in Michigan basketball? Are you, you know, are you excited for a returner or maybe one of the the newcomers, whether it's a freshman or or a transfer? Um, I think I don't know, man. Honestly, there's a lot of guys I'm excited for. I'd say I definitely have a top three, but I think Devonte Jones I'm most excited for. Kind of see what he can do. Like, we've already seen all the hype on Caleb Houston. Like, I think he, I think he'll kind of be like a, a Franz type, maybe a little bit of a better shooter. Musa, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do because he's a fucking big physical dude. Um, but I think Devontae Jones, I'm the most excited for. Because we saw how big of an, of an impact, you know, Mike Smith had in the offense last year. I'm, I'm excited to see what Devontae Jones can do. Yeah, I think. One guy who really excites me is uh, Eli Brooks. I want to see him kind of like almost like be a star in a way, right? Like I want to see him really take command of a game. And because there's a couple times where I was just like, dude, that guy like can't miss. So I just want to see him have like another one of those years where now he's kind of like the guy. Yeah, I agree. There, there needs to be. And maybe maybe there are t- some times too when Devonte Jones sits that Eli takes over the point or something. You know he had to do that a couple times when Mike Smith was in foul trouble and and he did all right. But um, I'd love to see him shoot forty five percent from three or something like that. And then I mean really light it up because he was like mid uh, mid to high thirties last year I believe. And, you know, if he can raise that by a few percentage points and then it's just like you're making half your shots. Yikes. You know, I, I just, I, I don't know. The the other question I had for you guys then was, 
um, you know, what are fair expectations? Realistic, you know, not let's put some bias aside here. You know, is it, are they going back to back Big Ten champions? Uh, is it a Final Four? Is it reel it back a little bit? We haven't really seen all these guys quite yet, so maybe we should we should hold back on the expectations. What do you guys think? I mean, I'm I'm obviously we know how much it depends on like you know what the other schools look like that you're competing against, right? Like, I would say Michigan State will come back and have a better year than they had last year. Uh, Illinois, they're done. Like, right? They they've sure. got to be done. Like, I don't I don't know if they can you know anybody like they're even be something to worry about. Um, Ohio State, who are they, bring, they bringing back? I don't really know. Um, Iowa lost their, I think, two best players, like best shooter, and then obviously Luca Garza, player of the yeah. year, or whatever he was. Um, Ohio so State I, didn't lost. They lost Dwayne Washington too. But who was the big guy? Uh, Liddell, EJ Liddell came back. So was, oh, he came back. So that's, I mean, that's he's he's a great player. So yeah. I'd I'd expect them to be in the running for a Big Ten regular season title, and you know, hopefully, Big Ten tournament title. That's my expectation. My what I would love is to see another Elite Eight or an Elite Eight, whatever they got to last year. I don't know what they got to. I'd love to see an Elite Eight run. And then, you know, if I want to push it a little bit, I I would love to see Final Four, obviously, in a national title. But um, I think Elite Eight is, you know, Sweet 16 Elite Eight is very, very realistic. And I think so. I think a running for a Big Ten regular season title is realistic, too, with what they brought back and what they brought in and what we've seen from Coach Howard. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's like out of place or whatever, but I would say like if anything less than a Sweet 16, I would be extremely disappointed. Yeah, um, definitely. But I, but anything more than that, I would be very pleased. <laughs> so like, oh yeah. So so I'm kind of like yeah, cool. And that's what I, I love mean, about basketball too, right? It's like we talk about how much easier it is to be a basketball fan than a football fan because Michigan could do one of three things and I would be happy, right? Like they could uh, win the big 10 regular season title. They could win the big 10 tournament or they could go, you know, elite eight, final four, final four Sweet 16, whatever. Where with Michigan football, it's like, you have to like, you've got to do the, you've got to do prerequisites before you can get to the next thing where Michigan basketball, you can do one of three. You don't have to so do true. all three. That's, so that's true. why I think it's so much easier being a Michigan basketball fan. That's why Michigan basketball Twitter is so much more fun and positive than Michigan yep. football Twitter, right? Like there's all these things. It's just easier. It's easier to be, you know, a basketball fan when your school has more opportunities to do things. You don't have to be perfect. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think any of those three are all realistic. Yeah. I, I agree with you guys. I think, you know, it's hard to predict the, I think people are like, wow, national championship or like final four is the, is the, you know, floor for this team. Like they have to make it to the final four, but the tournament is so like anything can happen. It's yeah. so unpredictable that I, I don't think you can, you, I, I agree with you, Kalen. I think you got to get out of that first weekend. Otherwise, if you, if you don't get out of the first weekend, it feels like you failed there. Uh, right. But I mean, I have to imagine, you know, they're probably going to be a top four seed in the tournament, right? So like, you're going to ha- be favored in those first two games at the very least. Uh, and so then, you know, then you could get into maybe like a four or five matchup um, or, you know, you know, something like that. And so three, six matchup or something like that. And then it's like, whatever happens, happens. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I still think that, 
I mean, you got to, I think expectations are probably top two in the Big Ten as well. You know, are they going to go undefeated for as long as they did this year? Maybe not. You know, who who knows? But I think it's tough. It's really tough to say as well because we have, I mean, there's a lot of hype around Devontae Jones and Caleb Houston, but we have no idea how they're going to play, you know, I think there's a huge jump from Coastal Carolina to the Big Ten. There's also a huge jump for Caleb Houston from from high school to the Big Ten. And I know I, I will say I've watched him in the uh, FIBA. Um, the what what Lith, does he play for Lithuania? Canada. Close Canada. though. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a country. I believe. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god. <laughs> All right. oh, Does he play for Lithuania? That's what incredible. You pulled that one out of a hat, <laughs> bro. I, I once again, I feel like we've done this for the past three podcast episodes. I don't know why you guys listen to this because this is just outrageous. <laughs> but at least we can, whether if we're not spewing facts, uh, we're entertaining. I hope so. I hope. Um, I hope so. But either way, we do appreciate you listening. Um, so. We'll uh, we'll keep uh, keep you guys updated as these commitments still keep run, uh, coming in. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, as we get closer to football season, we'll get to know maybe a little bit more about the quarterback situation, what JJ looks like. Um, you know, some position battles. I I mean, Jack. This is why I put his, my earmuffs on. He's shaking his head because he doesn't want to get his hopes up. But <laughs> if there's one thing I'm going to get my hopes up on, it's going to be JJ McCarthy. I'll say that. So I mean, let's say right, let's say right now. Does anybody really think he's got a realistic shot of being the starter day one? No, the starter's uh, uh, Alan Bowman. I mean, could no, be the starter's Dan Villar. I think I think Alan <laughs> Bowman's got a better shot than JJ McCarthy right now. I don't know. Did you see those jump passes? <laughs> I mean, Dude, it's cool. It's cool, right? Like it's cool. It's Spencer cool. And it's I, cool, but like you know cool that's it it's cool he's doing it for a video like i don't want to like people are like oh my god whatever but he's doing it for a video he's he's not actually going to do that in a game right you know right no no right i'm I'm with you i think the video is cool but like people are like it's funny people are seeing that they're like oh my god you know he reminds me those videos remind me of sam mcguffey like exactly thank you like that's what it reminds i think jj mccarthy is much much more talented and will have a Higher upside than Sam McGuffey, but believe me, I I was there. I remember Sam McGuffey getting real hyped Sam about the front flips. McGuffey, yeah. <laughs> dude got rocked every time he got tackled. Yeah, so God. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm sure you know our our hopes. Are, we're like one percent more hopeful every day until September fourth. So we'll see. Jack, you'll be a hundred percent by then. Hundred percent. Honestly, sure. if we start talking position battles and stuff, I will be, and that's I'm not excited about it. <laughs> we got what, like eight, nine more weeks, so we got. I know we're still so far away, and I can already feel myself like some one of you guys is gonna like get me fucking excited, and I'm not I'm not happy about it. Pause. Sorry. Is it... <laughs> We'll be, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll just we'll just the next eight episodes that we have, we'll just talk strictly tailgating, like what the plan. Perfect. Is. That's perfect. awesome. So I can look forward to that. Perfect. Uh, all right, sounds good. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can follow us at Blue by Ninety on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and at Blue by Ninety Podcast on YouTube. Uh, we will see you all next week. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue.